Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that today's podcast is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you and remember if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem new works will be there with their 24 7 service they're awesome check them out for all of your plumbing needs and repairs just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w wrxplumbing.com it is world cup time in qatar and the controversy will not go away nor should it go away as once again the world is turning their head to what is important we saw it recently at the olympics in beijing and we're getting ready to see it again in qatar and when you look at the last 10 years or so and the bid that got Qatar the World Cup and everything that has gone into it, you kind of shake your head and go, wait, can this really be true, what I'm reading? But oh, yes, it is true. I thought Dan Gartland of SI.com wrote it beautifully. Good morning. I'm Dan Gartland. Here's what you won't hear about Qatar on World Cup broadcast. He starts off by saying, players voice concerns with Qatar, but is it too late? I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, he writes, but this year's World Cup, which begins Sunday, is a terrible idea. Even from a pure quality of play standpoint, throwing the entire world's men's soccer calendar out of orbit to hold the tournament in the winter to avoid jeopardizing players' health in Qatar's deadly summer heat is a major inconvenience. All that gets put to the side when you look at the off field disgraces. Qatar reportedly secured the privileges of hosting via millions and millions of dollars in bribes. Once FIFA awarded it the tournament, the country employed poorly treated migrant workers to build stadiums and other infrastructure required for hosting. Thousands of them died. Others went months without being paid. Fans attending games will feel the authoritarian government's impact. Visitors to the country will have to install spyware on their phone. And despite the Qatari government's insistences to the contrary, many LGBTQ fans are hesitant to go to a country where homosexuality is forbidden by law. Don't expect to hear any of that mentioned on Fox's coverage of the tournament. But that doesn't mean that the controversies will be ignored. 
Manchester United's Bruno Fernandes, who will play for Portugal at the World Cup, came out with one of the strongest rebukes of Qatar that I've seen from a current player, telling Sky Sports, quote, it's not exactly the time we want to be playing in the World Cup. I think for everyone, players and fans, it's not the best time. Kids will be at school, people will be working, and the timings will not be the best for people to watch the games. We know the surroundings of the World Cup, what has been in the past few weeks, past few months, about the people that have died on the construction of the stadiums. We are not happy about that at all. We want football to be for everyone. Everyone has to be included and involved in a World Cup because the World Cup is the world. It's for everyone. It doesn't matter who. These kind of things, I think, should not happen at any time. But for a World Cup, it's more than football. It's a party for fans, players, something that it's joy to watch and should be done in a better way. Germany's Leon Goretzka called Qatar's homosexuality ban, quote, very oppressive and, quote, from another millennium. Denmark's Christian Eriksen voiced disappointment with the decision to let Qatar host, but believes players can't do much to change the circumstances, saying, quote, change has to come from somewhere else. Former Germany captain Philipp Lahm, who was part of the country's 2014 World Cup championship team and now is the tournament director for the 2024 European Championship, wrote a column published by The Guardian explaining why he has decided not to attend the tournament. Goretzka and Lahm are not the only Germans voicing concern. All across the country over the weekend, fans held signs calling for a boycott of the tournament. Some national teams are taking direct action on the ground in Qatar. The Netherlands national team will meet with migrant workers in hopes of drawing attention to their plight. U.S. soccer has also made a direct statement against Qatar's anti-LGBTQ policies using a rainbow version of its team badge at its training facility. Not everyone is keen to voice their opinions, though. French captain and goalkeeper Hugo Lloris said he agrees with FIFA that national teams should try to focus on the game while in Qatar. Quote, there's too much pressure on the players. We are at the bottom of the chain, he said. If you have to apply pressure, first of all, it had to be 10 years ago when Qatar was awarded the tournament. Now it's too late. You have to understand that for players, this opportunity happens every four years and you want every chance to succeed. The focus has to be on the field. The rest is for politicians. We are athletes. Once again, another world event showing everyone in the world that really doesn't matter if there are human rights violations, really doesn't matter if homosexuality is forbidden by law, really doesn't matter if many migrants lost their lives or were housed in unthinkable conditions while building the stadiums in Qatar, and we can just go on and on and on. Welcome to the world in 2022. No problem with the Olympic Games in Beijing. No problem with the Olympics being in Sochi years ago. No problem with anything that's going on in the world because, well, after all, it's just a sporting event. That's right. We'll bring the world together, and for a period of time, we'll have a World Cup, and we'll just kind of put our blinders on and ignore what we have known for many, many years about the host city in this year's World Cup. Can you say disgraceful? Consider this if you happen to be going to Qatar. Public displays of affection are frowned upon from heterosexual couples in that country. However, homosexuality is illegal in the conservative Muslim country, and according to the Human Dignity Trust, the act is punishable by death in the Gulf nation. 
While public displays of affection are frowned upon, women are also expected to be in the company of their husbands when out in public. With hundreds of thousands of travelers entering Qatar ahead of the World Cup, there is concern from many nations over how they will be treated. This story that I am reading from right now is from Yahoo Sports, and it was written by Riley Morgan, and it is very interesting because this is a huge topic, all right? The story goes on and says, international hotels are often considered offshore zones in Qatar, which is where buying a drink can also take place. FIFA reportedly agreed with Qatari officials to allow fans to showcase the pride flag in stadiums and in FIFA-designated zones. However, with the enormous number of people traveling to Qatar from all over the world, what happens surrounding the laws and what has been agreed upon between FIFA and the state remains to be seen. It was just last week a Qatar World Cup official claimed that homosexuality was haram, which means forbidden in the state. Quote, this is Khalid Salman, all right, talking to a German broadcaster. Quote, they have to accept our rules here. Homosexuality is haram. You know what haram means? When posed to why it was considered haram, Salman replied, I am not a strict Muslim, but why is it haram? Because it is damage in the mind. This prompted the Human Rights Watch to call for the Qatari government to reject the prejudice. FIFA did not immediately respond to a request for comment to uh, Reuters regarding the interview. Then Germany's interior minister, Nancy Faser, visited Qatar and condemned the interview. Quote, obviously these comments are terrible. Pfizer said she had received security guarantees from the local interior minister and prime minister and that this applied to the protection of homosexual fans as well as against possible racist or anti-Semitic attacks. Quote, I have no new indications from him, in parentheses, the Qatari interior minister, now that anything should have changed in this regard. Then the story goes on. British voice concerns over Qatar visitors. In an interview with Qatar's UK ambassador, Fahad bin Mohammed al Ataya couldn't guarantee those visiting that they would be protected in the FIFA zones. Let me also add on my own that I apologize if I mispronounce the name of the UK ambassador to Qatar. Quote, I think one has to be mindful of the norms and cultures of Qatari society, he warned. The British government is so concerned over the issue that 15 engagement officers will reportedly be deployed to make sure there is no cultural misunderstanding in Doha. During the interview, Muhammad also wrongfully claimed that public displays of affection also are not tolerated in the U.K., then Australia calls out Qatar's LGBTIQ plus suppression. The story goes on. One of the first teams to call out Qatar on a global scale was Australia. There was a video release calling out Qatar's human rights controversy while specifically addressing the horrible suppression of LGBTIQ plus rights in the conservative Gulf nation. Captain Matt Ryan delivered a line-by-line -line statement in the video which raised the suppression occurring within the borders of the host nation. Quote, as players, we fully support the rights of the LGBTI plus people. But in Qatar, people are not free to love the person that they choose. Addressing these issues is not easy, and we do not have all the answers. 
In a breach of FIFA uniform rules, up to eight teams have announced their captain will wear a one-love armband during their appearances at the World Cup. While there appears to have been assurances over the safety of visitors attending the FIFA World Cup, what happens in practice remains to be seen. You can Google World Cup controversy and you can pick out stories from all over the world condemning this event being held in Qatar. But everyone's showing up. Everybody is going to talk about it. But are they really going to make a difference or are they just going to go there, watch soccer and make a lot of money? Isn't this what this is all about? Massive TV ratings, massive fan appeal, and if homosexuality is against the law, and if thousands of migrant workers died building the stadiums and human rights violations, and we can go on and on, uh, you know what, for a period of a couple of weeks, we will just turn our head. People are afraid to take a stand anymore. They're afraid to take a stand. And when you say that sports and politics should not mix, well, they are mixing right here, right now in the United Arab Emirates. That is undeniable with what is going to be going on with the World Cup beginning this weekend in Qatar. I, for one, will abstain. I'm not a soccer fan anyway, but I have enjoyed watching World Cup matches in the past. Personally, I am going to sit this one out. How about you? Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. We've got time for a couple of questions. Ryan asks, are you surprised that Kyrie Irving seems to be going along with all the conditions of his suspension? Nope, I'm not surprised. $40 million or whatever the hell he's making is a lot. Rich asks, how long until we see the NFL go to grass fields? It's going to happen pretty soon. I'm pretty sure about that. Jimmy wants to know, who is someone that should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame that isn't? You know, Jimmy, it's a good question. It's a fair question. I don't have an answer for you it would take a lot of research for me to go over and look at the players that you know are right on the cusp of being hall of famers that are not maybe i'll do that and get back to you in an episode or two but that's a very good question charlie wants to know where would you rank kevin herter among three-point shooters in the league he's right up there charlie he's one of the best i mean he's having a tremendous tremendous season and his percentage is very good chase wants to know is it possible that the lakers trade lebron this season of course it is chase of course it's possible chris wants to know will we see the whole nfc east make the playoffs no i don't think washington will make the playoffs i think they're in a little bit of a hole now they do play the giants twice they got the eagles again uh, i believe they got the cowboys one more time so i mean if they were able to win their divisional games yes but I think with how well Philadelphia and the Giants and even Dallas with three losses and of course the Giants play at Dallas next week on Thanksgiving I think it would be unlikely that the entire division makes the playoffs Dominic wants to know did you think the Hornets would be playing better well you had the uh, off the you had the domestic violence issue with Bridges you've got a lot of injuries on that team so we're not really seeing Dominic I think the real Hornets team I really don't David wants to know, what would the Lakers be looking for in return for LeBron if they trade him? It's a good question, David. I I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. But if they trade LeBron, they're obviously hitting the um, remote for restart. That's what they're doing. Cody wants to know, how do you expect Deshaun Watson to play once he returns? I think he struggles early, and then I think he'd get his game going. I think he's unbelievably talented, but he hasn't played in two years for all intents and purposes. I think he'll be very good towards the latter part of the his return as opposed to the beginning. Alex asks, did you expect De'Aaron Fox to be more of a star this far through his career? I did. I expected him to play the way he's playing now. And right now he's playing at an unbelievably high level. Jackson wants to know, is Michigan or Ohio State a larger threat to Georgia? 
I don't think either of those teams would beat Georgia, but I would say probably Ohio State. I would say probably Ohio State. But um, if it's the Big Ten and the SEC, I know where I'm going. I don't know about you. Jake wants to know, should the Packers try out Jordan Love this season? Not unless it's okay with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you disrespect a quarterback that's done what he's done for that franchise. So if they're out of it and Aaron Rodgers says go ahead, then yes. But only if he gives uh, his blessing. Mike wants to know, what NBA players seem like they've improved the most over the offseason to you? Mike, I know you're going to think this is a crazy answer, but I think De'Aaron Fox. I mean... He's elevated his game by a couple of notches. He really has. And that is our CrowdUltra Q&A. Once again, go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I will answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for And today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. What is Zoom 180? It is a revolutionary new flashlight that is currently under mass production and will be available in the future to you. This is unlike anything you have seen before. It will absolutely blow you away. It's going to be unlike any flashlight you've ever seen. You don't have to point it. You just hit the on button and everything at a 180 degree depth of field is illuminated for you. It is is going to be awesome, and you'll be going, Napes, how do I get myself one of those Zoom 180s? I'll tell you when they are available. Keep your ears and eyes open for Zoom 180. It will be available as soon as I say go. You'll say, Napes, how do I order it? Trust me, Zoom 180. It is freaking unbelievable. I haven't talked a lot about Brittany Griner. Obviously, I've mentioned her and her plight on Listen App and maybe on some rants previously. And I do believe that when you travel abroad, you need to be fully aware of the laws of the country you're about to enter. But what's happening to Brittany Griner is absolutely beyond comprehension and flat out wrong. But I'm going to put it in the words of Phil Mushnick because I think he said it perfectly. He wrote in the New York Post, I don't care where you line up politically or how you feel about her pre-arrest conduct. I found her insufferable. But Brittany Griner's nine-year sentence to a Russian labor camp is inhumane, sick, and likely a case of extreme anti-American geopolitical vindication. Nothing to do with justice. With Russia's invasion of the Ukraine a major point of contention in allowing Russian Federation-controlled athletes to compete in international events, all American sports bodies should play return hardball to have Griner released or at least have her sentence for a vape pipe and cannabis oil reduced to under a year. This one is no longer about ideology, but the life of an American woman sentenced to a decade of extraordinarily harsh cruelty for a minimal crime. Congratulations to Phil Mushnick for putting it perfectly. This is wrong. This is inhumane. And I, for one, hope that she gets home soon. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Hey guys.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus